0: Welcome to the You Got This podcast, featuring authors Donnie and Sandy. We invite you to settle in, open your hearts and minds, and be inspired to trust and present hope in the Lord. When you allow Him to lead the way, You Got This!
1: Hey guys, welcome back here to another fantastic episode of You Got This with your hosts, Your New Life Ministries, Sandy and Donnie. And we have a, uh, wanted to a, a, take time to apologize for being away for so long. We had some issues that we had to take care of, but we're back and better than ever now with part two of what we started about two three weeks ago, honey. Two. It's called Don't Settle Part Two. And we're going to get started here in this, um, where we left off at, a, at, Topic three was it, honey, or was it topic two? Topic two, don't let impatience stop you and make you doubt there are ways to receive encouragement.
2: Yes, and just to give a little recap, the first one was don't allow situations to get you down and stop. If you can remember, I'm going to repeat the verse that we read from. Is Genesis 11. Verses 27 through 32. This is when God originally commanded Abraham's father, Terah, to go to Canaan. But he didn't. He stopped in the land of Haran and he died there. That is the message. When God gives you a command and he wants to bless you when you get there don't settle before you get there don't settle and crossing over to the uh, promised land some of the israelites wanted to stay in the land prior to crossing the jordan don't settle don't stop short of your blessing because you don't know what awaits you god says he is an ephesians three twenty god that he will bless you he will do exceedingly abundantly above all that we could ever ask think or imagine so why would you want to settle for less but that is what's happened and you will die spiritually when you settle when you don't obey when you don't go you won't make it to the promised land to the promise god has for you if you quit on him don't quit but then he gave the command again to abraham And so, we can't get impatient. Remember what happened when uh, God promised Abraham that he would have a son? And his wife, Sarai, she got impatient. And she took matters into her own hands. Boy, was that wrong. Yeah. Mm -hmm. She gave her handmaiden to her husband. Okay, women... Can we all say this at the same time? Stupid. What was she thinking? And then she's sorry for it later on when she's having children, and then when she finally has her son. Okay, don't get impatient because your actions may prove just is 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 you know fault worthy. We all do that. We all make some dumb choices when we try to take matters into our own hands, when we get impatient and we don't want to wait on God. But God says that he'll help you. He will send an advocate, John fourteen twenty six. But the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you everything I have told you. He will help you. And even when you get weary. Remember when Moses was delivering. The Israelites out of Egypt. And they came upon the the Amalekites. Who were fighting them. And Moses went up to the top. And he was standing there. With a staff in his hands. And every time his hands were raised. With that staff. They were winning. But every time he let it down. They were losing. Stand Strong, Stand with your staff raised. Meaning praise God. Keep trusting him. Keep relying on him. They even had to put a rock up under his hand. To help him keep his hands raised. Rock. Jesus he is our rock. Go to him for help and encouragement. But don't get impatient. And don't try to make it happen on your own. Let God do it in his way. Let him lead you in his way. And praising God trusting him to get you through that is when you're going to make it when you're weary god is our strength philippians 4 13 i can do all things through god who gives me strength the road may be long and worrisome but god is faithful you can trust him psalm twenty seven fourteen says wait for the lord be strong and take heart and wait on the lord and Second Thessalonians 3, verse 3 says, But the Lord is faithful, and he will strengthen and protect you from the evil one. When you get discouraged, there are things that you can do. You can keep a journal. And then you can put all the times in there as well that God was faithful to you when he came through for you. And then when you're going through enough, another difficult time, you can look back on that journal and say, Well, God got me through this. He's going to get me through this as well. And you can stand on it. Habakkuk 2 verses 2 and 3 tells us to do just that. To write down the revelation. Write down the promise that God gives you. Because it awaits an appointed time. Write it down and run with it. So you have something to help you. You know that staff played an important thing. When Moses was raising it up. The shepherds used to write down things. Carve things on their staffs. And they would pass it down from their eldest son they would carve things on there every time god would bring them through something and that way what the victories that god brought them through were passed down from generation to generation so that's what their staff was it was raising it up and they were remembering every time god brought them through something and they were thanking him and praising him for it and we can do the same thing there are many ways For us to encourage ourselves.
1: Well that's the heck of it honey. That's the heck of it. All God asks us for. In return is gratitude. And thanks for the things. That he's provided to all of us. And we forget to do that don't we. Or we forget to do it. Or we just don't do it. It's either one or the the other. When was the last time. That anybody thanked God. For the items. Or the things that he has done in their lives. When? I, I, I tend to forget that sometimes when I do it myself, and uh, I, I regret it later on, but I do tell him thank you, but it's always after the fact. But uh, when do we actually praise God for the things that he has done in our lives, gotten us out of our misery, got, uh, taken us through trials, teach us lessons, and in the end, we got what we asked for? I mean, it, when we get what we asked for, it's always not in our time, but it's always in God's time, but we always forget to thank him in the end for what He has done for us.
2: That's right. So remembering what He's done for you, that's one way to encourage yourself. But go to the Lord and pray. That is something else. You can, you continually pray to Him, continually talk to Him, and He's there to help you. He is your strength, and when you get weary, He understands that. Even when He came, and He was carrying the cross the, up the hill to Golgotha he had help he had help carrying it so he knows wearisome he knows tired he knows I can't go anymore he knows that that's why he went through all of that so he could identify with us Psalm 46 1 says God is our refuge and our strength and ever present help in times of trouble Satan will try to deter you but don't let that stop you He may attack, but God Almighty is bigger and stronger. He is El Shaddai. Speak it out. I trust you, Jesus. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. The tongue has the power of life and death, and those who love it will eat its fruit. That's Proverbs 18, 21. What are you going to speak over yourself? Prophesy. You're going to make this. Prophesy. Tell your heart. Trust in Jesus you got to talk to yourself. Because we do enough negative talking and all we're doing is giving the devil ammunition. I think he comes up with enough on his own without us helping him. So stop giving him ammunition But all the I'm never and I'm too tired and I can't. Stop doing that. Don't get impatient and don't get weary. Go to God for help when you do. He is there to help.
1: Yes, he is there to help us, and all he asks for is just to thank you in return, and that's not too much to ask. I mean, he gave us life, he he uh, he gave he gives us our breath that we need every day, he gives us the ability to wake up, he gives us the ability to go to work and do whatever we need to do, and all he asks us for is just a thank you in return. That, uh, the enemy, Satan, the only thing he's going to do is put our negative thoughts in our heads and... We do enough of that on our own. We don't need to do, have him to help us out putting negative thoughts in our heads. I mean, why is it so hard to give us positive reinforcement? Give ourselves positive reinforcement. Allow God to work on our lives for obviously positive reinforcement. It's not easy, It's not hard to say, I can do this. We can do this together. It's not hard at all. It's pretty simple. I just did it.
2: Yes, and that lifts you up when you start saying it over and over and I've been down that road and I'll just say it over and over I trust you Jesus, I trust you Jesus I trust you Jesus and before long my heart is uplifted because the when you say it and you say it out loud your heart hears it and it will comfort you and then when you get through it you'll be able to help somebody else go through the same thing in Psalm 23 it says we walk through the valley of the shadow of death so when you walk through your trials, you're not supposed to set up camp and build a house. You're supposed to go through them. You're not supposed to stay there. That's what Terah did, and he died there. And he never made it to his promised land. So trust God to help you and have faith. John 10:29 says, My Father who has given them to me is greater than all, and no one can snatch them out of my hands. You know, he is. He is greater than all. And no one can take you away from God. And He's got a plan and a purpose for us. And we have to walk through these trials because they teach us lessons. They teach us. They draw sin out of us that's going to hinder us, that we need to repent of. They teach us things that we're going to need for the path ahead. They draw passions out of us in our purpose.
1: Exactly right. Exactly right. You know, all we, all God, is there, he is there for us. Even when we don't deserve it, he's always been there for us. Even when we ignore him completely, when he gives us instructions and we ignore him completely, he is still always there and he always accepts our apology. Does he get tired of us sometimes? Yeah, he got tired of the children of Israel, but he still helped them out. I mean, my God, uh, God got the kids out of Israel. And what did they do? They turned around, got tired of the journey, and built themselves a golden cow and started worshiping it. Why would you turn around and build a golden calf after God led Moses to get you guys out of Egypt, out of slavery, then turn around for you to only build a cow out of gold? What sense did that make? What happened? They got tired of the journey and done something easier and done something really stupid was build a golden statue
2: yep and how do you receive strength do you remember the story in first kings uh, chapter 19 of um, when uh, Elijah had um, really made all the false prophets of Baal look kind of stupid the Israelites had fallen away like they always did and started worshipping Baal And there was very few of the prophets of God left. They were hidden away. And enough was enough. It was time. And they had declared, Elijah had declared a famine. And so it's time. God sends Elijah back. And so he calls them out and he says, well, okay, let's prove who's God. The God who who lights up this altar, lights up these altars is God. And so, well, the prophets of Baal, they spent they spent hours and hours and hours and nothing, not even a spark. Then Elijah comes over there and he, he, he makes it even harder. He douses the altar with water for, I think, three times. And so that would really make it hard. And then it went up, poof, just like that. And all the Israelites repented, they saw the error of their ways. And then, oh, in the distance, he goes up to look. And he, he tells his servant, his servant keeps coming back. Well, they don't see anything. I don't see anything. but he keeps sending them back. And finally, in the distance, he sees a small, small cloud. And Elijah says, Get ready, run. We're gonna have a downpour. So You might start to see glimpses of your promise. Small little glimpses. Get ready. Don't lose faith. Even when it seems a way off and it seems small, get ready because you're going to have a downpour. Keep trusting God. Rest in Him because He's faithful to all His promises and loving towards all He has made. And then at the threat of one woman... Jezebel gets mad at him for killing all her false prophets. He runs. That seems kind of humorous to me. You know, at the threat of one woman he runs. But he does. He runs and he runs to a broomstree, but what does God do? He doesn't get mad at him. He feeds him. He knew he knew he was weary. Even when you get weary along the road, God understands and he's going to feed you. That means you need to go and get fed by him. How do we get fed? Well I'm about to tell you you get fed by the word of god jesus says that he is the bread of life so you do it by talking to him you do it by praying and you do it by reading the word of god if you don't eat you don't eat for a month and you decide you're going to go run a marathon you're not going to run that marathon your body's going to be weak so if you don't partake of your spiritual food daily you are not going to be spiritually strong enough to uh, to withstand the devil's attacks All right. you need to get fed daily you need to read the word and spend time with God that's how you get to know him and that's how you get fed if you don't spend time with someone and maybe call them once a year is that relationship going to be very strong no God says I am the vine you are the branches he says that in John 15:5, that if you remain in me and I in you you will bear much fruit apart from me you can do nothing so what's impossible with man is possible with god we just need to get fed by him daily and he will do take our thoughts captive you don't have to own every negative thought that comes into your head and then you can trash it and fill it with the positive ones fill it with the truth
1: exactly right i reminded one of one person in the bible uh, okay, everybody knows this story but I'm going to repeat because it, it actually sounds perfect right now. Everybody remember the uh, character Saul he was the most evilest person in in the time right there because he was crucifying every Christian known to man out there at that time and it, it's just crazy Yeah, you know and he was out there killing Christians all over the place and one day God showed, showed his wrath and blinded Saul. He's like why do you persecute me? What did I do to you? Why are you persecuting me? Blinds him and the heck of it is, all the men that were surrounding Saul at the time had no idea what was his problem. They even, they even took off. They had no idea what was going on. And Saul was like, oh, my God, I can't see. I can't see. So uh, he was led to this one blind guy, uh, one guy, one old guy in the cave. And the Lord sent that guy a prayer saying, uh, will you pray for Saul? And I will take care of the rest. And the guy was a little bit scared at the time. and But he did what, as the Lord said and Saul came to his door he prayed for him and his sight was returned and guess what Saul wasn't Saul no more Saul was Paul one of the greatest Christians known to man at that time he literally wrote what three quarters of the second the second uh testament he literally wrote it and half of i think it was in prison right that's right but anyway i just thought i'd throw that in there and we're going to play a song right now we're gonna take a little break and play uh, the song from Casting Crowns, and what is the name of it again? Praise, praise you in the storm. In the storm. I should know that. So that song is my favorite song. But hope you enjoy it. And we'll be right back right after this. Okay.
0: our tears away stepped in and saved the day but once again I say amen and it's still raining but as the thunder rolls I barely hear you whisper through the rain I'm with you and as your mercy falls God who gives and takes away. strength is almost gone, how can I carry on, if I can't find you, but as the thunder rolls, I barely hear you whisper through the rain, I'm with you, and as your mercy falls, I raise my hands and praise the God who Takes away, and I'll praise You in this storm.
1: Welcome back. I hope you enjoyed that song by Casting Crowns. Praise you in this storm. We're going to continue on with uh, the season finale of this this series. Um, What's the name of this series again, honey? As a recap. Don't Settle. I don't know why I can't remember that name. Don't Settle. But we're going to finish on with this discussion going on, continue with topic three. Stopping, giving up will cause you spiritual death. Well, that's the heck of it. It it does cause spiritual death because once you stopped, you've already failed. You're done. There's There's no going further past that. You can't stop. Once you stop, you are done for.
2: Yes, that's what happened to Abraham's father. He stopped and he never made it to the promised land. Have you ever noticed when you get sick and you don't go to church... And then maybe the next weekend something comes up. And then something comes up again. Do you ever find it so hard to come back again? Reading the Bible. You just get tired. And you don't you know, go to God in your devotion time. One day. And you're just extra tired again and again and again and pretty soon it's been weeks or months before you've picked up that Bible again and then you start noticing things happen and you start noticing things different in your spirit and you're not handling things that well you need to go back you need to pick that Bible up again and you need to go back to church to fellowship with other believers because it's not just the pastor that can help you and the words that he preaches it's the fellow believers because we all have a testimony. We can all help each other through things that we go through. We can all be a shoulder for each other. Don't stop and don't give up and don't give into fear because God is not in fear. When you give into fear or think start thinking that oh it's never gonna happen or you start thinking of the worst, well you're leaving God out of that imaginal equation. Because you're thinking of all this stuff that can happen, but God is not fear. So he's left completely out of that equation. Stop it and start believing. He makes known the end from the beginning. Why does he do that? So he gives you something to encourage you to hold on to saying this is going to happen. Because God says he is faithful to all his promises and loving toward all he has made. That is Psalm one forty five thirteen, That you can count on him. Giving up and giving in to fear and unbelief, that's going to halt your progress. It's going to make you want to give up. Don't do that because God says that He will never fail us, and He will n- never forsake us. and when you need help, go to him. He is your abba father Romans eight fifteen The spirit you receive does not make you slaves, so that y- you live in fear again. Rather the spirit you received Brought about your adoption to sonship. And by him we cry. Abba father. That means daddy God. Second Timothy 1 7. For the spirit of God gave us. Does not make us timid. But gives us power. Love and of a sound mind. He doesn't make us afraid. His Holy Spirit makes us Bold. He gives us a sound mind, confident. We can stand strong knowing who we are as a child of God. And spiritual death produces no fruit. And it becomes a wasteland. Despair overtakes you. Don't give in to that. Trust in the promises of God. Go back on the promises that he's made you before and how he's came through for you. That's how you'll make it. Don't give up on the promise. Keep going. Don't settle for less. Because God gave you that promise. He gave it to you to encourage you. So you can keep going to make it. There's just things you have to learn along the way. And once you get through. You'll say oh. Like a light bulb that goes off. That's why I had to go through that. And you'll understand why.
1: Yeah, we can't be afraid of going through trials. Everybody goes through them. My wife and I both have gone through trials. Everybody goes through them. Do they suck? Yeah. But God does it for a reason. He has a lesson for us to to know. We're never going to know when these trials will be. We're never going to know how long the trials will last. We should just be honored that we're going through them because God picked us to learn these particular lessons. They suck incredibly there are they horrible absolutely but they are so beneficial to us in the end well think about it this way honestly think about it this way when you're when your kids yourselves uh when your own kids get into trouble that's a punishment right well punishments are little lessons that god gives us to teach us a lesson every i mean am am i saying every trial is a punishment it could be could very well be we don't we don't know but your children know because you're, you're teaching them a lesson. But it's kind of hard for us to know because God isn't going to tell us right out right. He's not going to come out of the sky and tell us. But it's a trial nonetheless. Are we ever going to know the real reason behind the trial? No. We can always make us wonder, but we're not really supposed to know. Because we're just learning a lesson.
2: Yes, trials come for many reasons. Sometimes they're just natural occurrences. God gives us free will. So some of the trials are consequences of our own actions. Now, every trial is not because you sinned. No. Sometimes it's just we made the wrong choice. We went the long way instead of the short. The Israelites, it took them 40 years to make an 11-day journey. And so some of our trials are because of our own bad choices. Some of our trials are because of somebody else's free will that they used and we're suffering at their free will and their own bad choices. But does God promise to love us and pick us up and help us along the way? Yes. then some trials, yes, they are because we did something wrong and they and we sinned. But when we ask for forgiveness, God is faithful and just and will forgive us all sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. That is in 1 John 1, 8 and 9. The Lord is slow to anger, abounding in love and forgiving sin and rebellion. That's Numbers 14, 18. So He promises us victory when we cry out to Him. He is a God of love. 1 John four sixteen says, God is love. Jeremiah 31, 3 says, the Lord is has appeared to us in the past saying i've loved you with an everlasting love therefore i've drawn you with loving kindness so god who is love created us in love so we can't be nothing but so that means that he is not going to fail us you are valuable you are worth something and he is going to see you to the end of this trial he's going to see you to the end you are going to see your promises come true because god keeps his promises Everyone, if you read if you come to the close in Joshua it says every one of God's promises were fulfilled not one of them failed so if anyone fails it's because we stepped away God didn't he says he will never leave us or forsake us so it's God sticks with us we're the one that moves but he's right there to put us back on track when we call out to him and when we mess up and when we sin or when we just make a wrong choice and it's no sin it just we made something wrong we we detoured god will get us back on path and it says that in luke 3 verse 5 it says every valley shall be filled in every mountain and hill made low the crooked roads shall become straight and the rough ways made smooth that's what God is. He is our victor. 1 Corinthians fifteen fifty six through 58 says, The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, He gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my bro- dear brothers and sisters, stand firm. Let nothing move you. Always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord, because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain psalm 60 12, with god we will gain the victory and he will trample down our enemies you see god will get us through he will get us through to the end he knows you're gonna get weary just cry out to him for help he's waiting
1: exactly he's always gonna be there for us and you may ask us well how do we know that god's real well the evidence is all around us all we gotta do is look at our uh, look at everything look at the world there's no way this world is made from evolution. It's impossible. One, look at the Grand Canyon. That is the most beautiful, majestic place on earth. That wasn't done by evolution. No. Look at the trees. Look at, look at everything around you. The world itself is proof that God exists. And how do we know all this? Read the Bible. The Bible is the oldest written language known to man. Okay? So yes, God will always be there for us. He is always going to forgive us. He may get tired of forgiving us because we all screw up, but he's still going to forgive us. He's a very merciful God. Even the Bible says he's a merciful God. But anyway, I'm going to read this uh, Psalms 145:13 through 21 for you all real quick. The Lord is faithful to all, all of his promises, and loving toward all he has made. The Lord upholds all who fails and lifts up all who are bowed down. The eyes of all look to you and you give them their food and at the proper time you open their hand and satisfy their desires with every living thing. The Lord is righteous in all his ways and 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 faithful in all he does. The Lord is near to all who call upon a uh, call on him and to all who call him in truth he fulfills the desires of those who fear him. He hears their cries and saves them. The Lord watches over all who love him, but all the wicked he will destroy. May my mouth my mouth will speak the praise of the Lord, let every creature praise his holy name forever and ever. God is love, and he cannot be anything other than who he is. Trust trust him with all your path with your path, and when you get weary and worn Trust him to give you strength and get you unstuck. And back to the path he has for you. He loves you and will never fail you or forsake you. Pure truth right there, people. Pure truth. How could we not love somebody like that? That gives us everything and asks for nothing in return except for gratitude and praise. We owe him that. He has done everything for us. And the only thing we had done was cuss him and swear him and just treat him like dirt. What is wrong with us? How could we be so low as to do something like that to somebody who literally carried a 100-pound cross down the side of a road and literally get the crap beat out of him by doing it? 300-pound cross and while getting the crap beat out of him as he does it. and He was crucified and he, they couldn't even recognize him. He was tore up beyond recognition and the only thing he could do on the cross is say, forgive them, Lord. They do not know what they do. If any of that happened to us, we'll be cussing, carrying on, we'll be fighting. He didn't. Because he knew his destiny was to forgive everyone by dying on the cross to forgive us of our sins. And what more could we possibly do except for praise his holy name for it?
2: That's right. But he knows that we get a, we get, we get sad. He knows that we get weary. He knows that we get discouraged. He knows that sometimes we lose hope. That's why he's given us all these promises in the Bible. That's why he is faithful. That's why he has come through for us so many times. But yet, when the road gets rough, we tend to forget of all the other times that he's came through for us. And we start to get upset and we'll doubt. And yes, we'll get angry and upset at him. We feel like you're not coming through for us. But all we have to do is just stop carrying on and, and just... Get alone with him and talk to him. And he will remind us just how faithful he has been to us and faithful he is and faithful he will be. So I like to close in a word of prayer for all of you listeners out there and all of you faithful listeners. God loves you. God loves you and he knows when you're weary. He knows when you're struggling and to that one that's been on the road for a while. God has not given up on you and he's coming through for you and you are going to be amazed when you get to the promise he made for you. You can count on that. And i like to pray for you all right now just to give you some encouragement for God to reach down and touch you. Dear Heavenly Father, I ask that you just touch all our listeners out there. You give them encouragement. You give them some peace in their heart. You give them wisdom for the road and provision and protection. Lord, I ask that you touch their lost loved ones and you save them. I ask for you to give them some handfuls on purpose and give them some visual hope that they can hang on to that will just lift their spirits again, God, in Jesus' name. And if they're waiting for financial aid, Lord, I ask that you send it. It's on the way, in Jesus' name. You are our Jehovah Jireh, our provider. And I ask for that one, Lord God, that needs healing, that you heal them in the name of Jesus. For you are our Jehovah Rapha, our healer. And I pray for that one who just needs wisdom for decisions they have to make and some important ones. Lord, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of all wisdom. Proverbs 1 7. That all we have to do is ask. You say that in James 1 5. If any of you lacks wisdom, you should go to God and ask him. And he gives generously. So I'm asking for wisdom for these people, Lord. I'm asking for you to fill their hearts with peace and give them words of knowledge and words of hope that they're still on the road. The promise still waits up ahead and you're going to give them what they need to make it through and, and, and obtain it and take hold of it and take hold of that promise that you made them and I want to pray with those who are just been on the road because there are a lot of trials and maybe they're listening and they have and they just need to receive you and get on the path because they know that they don't have help they don't have anybody they can go to you are that help we have a heavenly father we can go to and we know that you're going to be there for us so for that one pray along with me dear heavenly father I just I know that you exist and I know that Jesus is your son and he came and died on the cross for my sins I pray and ask for you to forgive me of my sins and I ask you to come into my heart to be the Lord and Savior of my heart all the days of my life I ask for you to lead me, guide me, show me how to live. Make the Bible come alive as I read it so I can understand it and learn from it. And I pray and ask all this in Jesus' holy mighty name. Amen and amen. And if you pray that prayer, if you have any other prayer requests, please visit our website on the Contact Us page at yournewlifeministries.org or you can email us at info at yournewlifeministries.org.
1: Yeah, that's right just reach out to us and follow us on Facebook at uh, Your New Life Ministries on Facebook and on Instagram as well the same name and on YouTube Your New Life Ministries LLC on YouTube and uh, we, we just want to once again apologize for being away for so long we just had some issues we need to, need to clear up and get taken care of and we'll be back uh, uh, probably in what a week or so honey yeah and and just always remember, you know you got this when you get let God lead the way. Alright, I'll talk. Catch you later, folks. Bye-bye.